Happy New Year, everyone. In the last I Hate Green Beans podcast of 2018, my friend Todd and I discussed our reaction to the fall movies we were looking forward to back during episode 73. Hopefully you can go see the better ones, Hello Mary Poppins Returns, and skip some of the bad ones. No one cares about your four realms, nutcracker. Get out of here. We also give you our top three recommendations for 2018, and some of them are currently available on Netflix. That's what we're all about here on the I Hate Green Beans podcast. Perfect timing and impeccable movie taste. Well, Todd has the impeccable movie taste, but you get my drift. Hey, everyone. I'm Lindsay, and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 85 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. First of all, 85 episodes. That's so weird. Um, Second of all, we're at the end of the year, and Todd, my friend Todd, the movie guy that you all know and love because his podcasts are always way more downloaded than everybody else's, um, we are going to talk about the movies that we think were the best in this fall chunk. Now, back in the 70s, episode in the 70-something, we did a fall preview about what we were excited about, so we're going to see if we were correct or incorrect on being all hyped up about these movies, and then we're going to talk about our favorites of 2018. Todd, how do you feel about all this? Are you ready? I'm ready. I feel great about it. I do too, and I want to reiterate again Todd is the one that's going to see the movies that are going to be nominated for the Academy Awards and the Golden Globes. I'm going to see the movies that you take whenever you're babysitting some kid or (laughs) your own children. Those are the ones I go and see. Or, you know, if you're like a 13-year-old kid who likes superhero movies, that's me too. That's me. So Todd, why don't you start us off? And and these are, are these the exact, you're going to do some, are these what you talked about in the fall these were the ones that you were excited about correct most of them most of them are there's one on here that i didn't even know existed when we did that but i saw it (laughs) and i really liked it there are some that i talked about i think there's at least there's one that i talked about in that one that i did not see so i replaced it with one that i did okay which one was that that you did not see it's welcome to marwin and i haven't seen it because it just comes out today i think so is it this weekend awesome okay great I think it's going to be good. I think it is too. It's going to be interesting to me. This is so weird. I know we're already off on a tangent, but that's why I like (laughs) podcasting with you. To me, it's going to be a little like Forrest Gump was. Do you remember seeing Forrest Gump and thinking, this is the coolest thing ever? I think that's how this is going to be. Hmm. Yeah. Unpopular opinion. opinion. I went to see Forrest Gump and I was like, will this movie ever end? I... (laughs) Didn't <laughs> so I'm hoping, but you know, look, hey, I'm older and I appreciate things differently now than I did when I was 17. So hopefully, I have a different perspective. If I watch for them today, I would like it, but for some reason, it just did not. Oh, so many people are not going to download this now based on what you said three minutes in, Todd. You have to redeem yourself. This is terrible. No, I think it's going to be... Hey, we all had stupid opinions when we were 17. So. Amen, brother. Amen. 
Okay, so we're both going to go see that. Not out yet. Why don't you give us the first one that you did see and tell us if you liked it or not? Yeah, so Bad Times at the El Royale. Um, and I did. I liked it a lot. Uh, I gave mine grades. I gave it a B plus. Oh, that's high. Yeah, I I was expecting it to be higher, but um, and oh. I tipped the grade a little bit high. So mm-hmm. we'll see it. Um, it was really good though. I liked it. It was, uh, it was quirky. It was weird. Just like I thought it would be mm-hmm. acting was really good. The casting, all that stuff that I really liked. Um, there was, there was a bit of a suspense element to it. Uh, Is so it, yeah, it's, really it's weird and quirky, right? Yes. yes okay. Very much. And very so, much so are you laughing or are you jumping like, or what are you doing? Is it... there's, a, there's a little bit of quirky laughter, but it's kind of dark laughter. Okay. And Where you feel bad because you're laughing? A little bit, yeah. Um, and like John Hamm is in it, and he's just kind of a, he's a funny delivery anyway. A lot okay. of times he kind of plays that up a little bit in this. Um, so different than his, his role in Mad Men, where he's very brooding and dark. But um, yeah, anyway, it was, okay. it was good. There's there's some kind of jumpy, surprising moments, but uh, for the most part, it's just a spectacle. Like you're like, what is happening? Okay, so. that's great. B plus. Lots of big time actors in that one too, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Yep. Nice. Um, it was just so you know, I looked it up on Box Office Mojo to see how it did for the year, and it was number ninety seven of all the movies that came out in two thousand eighteen, which I don't think is horrible for a film that people knew wasn't going to be this mainstream hit. So I think that was pretty good. Yeah. 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 There you go. Okay. My first one is of course, a star is born. I give it an a, Mm -hmm. Uh, it was number 11 so far box office mojo, which is pretty good because it came out not too long ago. But right now we talked about this the last time that lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper are getting all sorts of Oscar buzz the Golden Globes have recently come come out, and they are both up for Best Actress, Best Actor, respectively. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I had this conversation, too, where we think Gaga's going to win it hands down. Absolutely. And let me tell you who her... Okay, so the Golden Globe nomination for Best Actress in a Motion Picture is, of course, Lady Gaga, but here's who she's up against. Glenn Close in The Wife. Have you okay. ever heard of it? No. Never heard of it. Nicole Kidman in Aquaman. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I can barely hold on before I started laughing. Um, something called Destroyer. Never heard of it. That was Nicole um, Kidman was in the, the Destroyer? Yeah. Nicole, okay. I mean, Best Actress in Motion Picture Drama, Nicole Kidman, Destroyer. Never heard of it. Melissa McCarthy in Can You Ever Forgive Me? Is that mm. the one where she is writing the letters and it's not, she's writing the letters as other people? I think these are movies that based on your introduction of me, I should know about, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> this is me every year at the Oscars. I'm thinking, I've never even heard of this, let alone seen it. And then well, Rosamund Pike for A Private War. Never so to that. me, Gaga wins this hands down. Now here's Bradley's competition. Of course, him, Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate. Never heard of it. Never heard uh, of it. Lucas Hedges for Boy Raced. Now, you did see that. I did see that, and he is uh, he's really good in that. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then uh, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some guy named John David Washington for Black Klansmen. I've heard of Black Klansmen. Yeah. Didn't see it. Me neither. Um, here's here's what we we were having this conversation last night. You and I were Bradley Cooper versus uh, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. I think Rami will win it because he's portraying somebody that we all know and we can compare that if he's acting, oh gosh, he acts just like him. He looks just like him versus Bradley Cooper, who is doing his own thing in A Star is Born with a weird accent. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think Rami Malek's going to take that for sure. So. Uh, um, they are, it is up for best picture and Bradley's up for best director. So maybe he'll win for director, but I don't think he's going to win for actor at all. He, um, for drama, they're up against Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, and If Bill Street Could Talk. Never heard of that one either. See that. I've heard of it, but I, I don't know much about it. Anyway, uh, I think Star is Born is definitely going to win. Yeah. I, I don't know how it won't. Um, the the song Shallow is up for best original song, which again, mm-hmm. it should win. And more than likely, she will be singing it. Lady Gaga will be singing it on the broadcast, which I think will be phenomenal. Yeah. And I just want to encourage everybody that you can get past Bradley Cooper's greasy hair because <laughs> his eyes are so pretty. So <laughs> 20 minutes in, you don't even see the grease. It's fine. Just go with it. And just go with it. And also, you should know that the dog in the movie is Bradley Cooper's real dog in real life. So that makes it just so much cuter because I personally think the dog stole the show every time he was in. Um, yeah. It's just cute. Okay. What's your second one? Uh, so the second one on my list is First Man, yes. the uh, Neil Armstrong show. My boy, Ryan uh, Gosling. Mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling and Claire Foy, mm-hmm. also really good. Um, you know, I gave it an A+. Plus. Whoa, Todd. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed every bit of it. I know it had a lot of controversy. Frankly, I don't really get the controversy. I think it's um, people finding things to get mad about. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Left movie, proud to be an American. So I don't understand the uh, anti-American thought that they think is coming out in it. Um, Just a great movie historically about what happened, but it's really more about Neil Armstrong's perspective Mm -hmm. and um, don't want to give any spoilers in case people haven't seen it, but there is something. Did you see it? I did not. Did not. So when he's on the moon, there is, there is this thing that happens that is very touching and it's very personal and it's just, it's very meaningful to me and it really has nothing to do with him being American or not American, Mm -hmm. but he's still very much a proud American and, Mm. Anyway, that's a whole lot of stuff to say about it, but I, I really liked it. I thought it was well done. I felt that you know the launch scenes, mm-hmm. like you know the ride at Disney World where <laughs> you know what I'm talking about Space Mountain. <laughs> no, Mars, the one that I won't go on. Mission to Mars. Mm-mm. Yeah, it, it's obviously not as intense as that, but it, it still feels. I mean, the, the the camera work and everything. You feel like you're launching. Like mm. it's crazy. It's really good. I like now, it a lot. Is it so you're giving it an A plus? I've seen a lot of astronaut movies. This mm-hmm. one is way better than those. How how much of it is in space versus on the ground? Oh, most of it's on the ground. Okay, good. That's because it's all about right. him. It's all about him um, preparing to go. It's really just the end that when he walks on the moon mm-hmm. is the first time that you 
get any it's really he's really not in space that long like the movie doesn't take place in space okay great great yep Really, really good. Uh, Claire Foy got a Golden Globe nomination for Best at, uh, Supporting Actress. So you called that last night. You said that she needed oh. one, and she got one. Yeah. Yeah, and she. I think she deserves that. She she plays that role really well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, for, it's good. First Man is number 60 on the list for it, oh. which I think that's not bad. Again, these aren't mainstream movies that everybody went to go see, so that's good. Right, uh, right, my right. second one is Ralph Breaks the Internet. Nice. Which I want to shout out our friends over at the Popcast for saying why didn't they name it Ralph Rex the Internet? Because that is beautiful alliteration if I've ever heard it. So yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. And I went and saw this. It's number 17 on the list for the year, which I think is incredibly high. Uh, yeah. Not as high as uh, Incredibles 2, but it's pretty high still. And I went to go see it probably because so many people were buzzing about it. But more importantly, about that Disney princess scene, which yeah. made, for me, was the best part of the whole entire movie and then made everything else just kind of want. So I wish that they had gone inside the internet and just lived in the Disney world versus uh-huh. all over. Now, it was funny and interesting to see them go into Amazon and go into something that's like eBay and go into Snapchat and Twitter with all these bluebirds everywhere. And it was, it was interesting. And I thought that was fun and creative until Stephanie, who went with me, leaned over and said, this is just the emoji movie. And I Uh, had no idea that, of course, I never saw the emoji movie and I do not know why Stephanie did. (laughs) No judgment, no judgment, Steph, sorry. But she, she's like, I've kind of already seen this. And so that was a little bit disappointing to me too. Um, Another note, just my opinion, Sarah Silverman's voice as Vanellope Mm -hmm. starts to grate on my Mm -hmm. nerves a little bit once you get about halfway into it. But again, I would encourage you, and I'll leave a link on it in the show notes, to go watch this extended, the the people, the people who are Disney freaks are so freaky. I watched a video on YouTube where this person goes basically frame by frame for the Disney princess scene to show all of the little Easter eggs that are in that one little, I mean, it was probably eight minutes long from the whole movie. And, which again, disappointing. I would love to spend more time there. But they went in and 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 did the whole. Remember how last time I told you how they all the princesses had on T-shirts at yeah. the slumber party that matched and uh-huh. and things that they pointed out that I didn't even notice because they were so fast. So wow. there there's a part where they are trying. They're gonna attack Vanellope because she's just kind of glitched into their room and they don't know if she's a friend or foe. And so they all take their weapons, meaning. Merida draws her bow. Pocahontas sure. has that annoying stick because she's annoying Pocahontas. And uh, Belle has a book that she's going <laughs> to attack with. And sweet Ariel has a fork because, that you know, is. she loves the Dinglehopper. And I thought that is, I never noticed it until I, I did a deep dive into this very sad person's world yeah. who went frame <laughs> by frame. But it was, uh, I loved it. It was so cute to me. But I, I, I would, I would probably give it like a B minus, maybe even a C only because I think I had a whole lot of hype going into it that I was going to love it. And I just thought it was okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. What's your third? Third one, Bohemian Rhapsody. We already kind of talked a little bit about it. Um, 
re- really great, lived up to the hype. Mm-hmm. I, I think that as a movie, it's probably not, um, it's probably not all that impressive, mm-hmm. but just the acting of Rami Malek is what gave it an A plus for me. Oh, wow. <clears throat> the main, and it's, it is a good movie. And there's some nostalgia there for me too, because there's scenes at, toward the end of it that like, I remember those things happening in mm-hmm. my lifetime, like mm-hmm. the history. So, uh, so that was kind of cool. Um, it really does kind of, did you see it? I did not. You did I didn't, not see that. I didn't see any of your list. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Ralph Breaks the Internet while you were watching Bohemian Rhapsody, clearly. So it's, um, I don't know, it, it's just interesting to really kind of see a little bit behind the curtain, if you will, about mm-hmm. Fred Mercury because he's so prolific and he's like this big personality and you just see these these things that were happening in his life. Presumably all this is true. I don't know why it wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys from Queen, I'm sure they were involved in it. So it was it was really interesting. And again, just his his acting ability and the way he is when he's performing. I mean, it's it is like Freddie Mercury was in the movie. It's mm. just phenomenal. That's uh, so cool. Yeah, it's it number thirteen on Box Office Mojo, which is just two behind A Star Is Born. So oh, it sounds wow. like yeah, sounds like they're kind of neck and neck when it comes to. I think people. Wanted, I think A Star is Born got a whole lot of buzz after it came back, but people mm-hmm. were going to see Bohemian Rhapsody on purpose. Right. That's a, that's, that's a one point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. My next one uh, is Fantastic Beast, The Crimes of Grindelwald, number 18 on Box Office Mojo. We both mm. saw this together. And uh, I don't know what to do other than exhale my disappointment, but it was not my favorite. Mm-mm. And I even think at the end, we were in those cush chairs where you can prop up your feet, you know, and, and lay back. And I remember everybody else was getting up and doing, and you and I were still in our loungers, our Barca loungers, just going, Mm-mm. I did not like that. As compared to the first one, which I don't like the Fantastic Beast better than Harry Potter. I don't think anybody does. No, what no, no. I liked about the first one were the the beasts and the friendships formed. And then this one just wasn't all of that. And I did not like it. I didn't. Yeah, it, it didn't keep my attention. I snoozed a few mm-hmm, times. Mm-hmm. And it was late and I, I had had a long day or a long week. I don't remember, but... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It, yeah. it, didn't, it, it didn't do it for me. It, it and it's it, it's doing fine because I think Harry Potter people are just like Star Wars people. You know, you're going to show up and watch Solo, even yep. if everybody tells you not to. You're going to. So if you're a Harry <laughs> Potter person, you're going to show up and watch Fantastic Beast. And I think what also probably made it worse for me is I had just watched the first one. In prep for the second one. And I just didn't like it. Johnny Depp is weird. And he he plays Grindelwald. Jude Law's great um, as Mm -hmm. Dumbledore. And those were my favorite parts. Seeing the flashbacks from... Mm -hmm. And so you got to go back to Hogwarts. And that was was fun. But um, our friend Sarah, I was talking to her last night. And we were talking about it. And she said that she didn't like how there's all of a sudden all this new magic. That yeah. that bothered her for for some reason, and she is the one who said it's it's supposed to be about friendship. It's supposed to be about camaraderie and helping each other, and it it kind of turned into a love story, which mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, 
Didn't like it. All right, what's your next one? So my next one is Venom, and mm-hmm. I don't even need to ask if you saw it because I know you didn't. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um, and I, I, I gave it a C plus. Oh. And the, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, the plus is because of Tom Hardy. <laughs> Who um, you never see. You never see. Well, you do a little bit at the beginning, and then he becomes the character, and he's in the whatever. But his acting is still really, really good. Okay. Like I really, really liked his performance. But the movie, oh my gosh. Uh-uh. Unlike Bohemian Rhapsody, where it was just, it was a good movie, but not a great movie, but the acting made it a great movie. This was a bad movie, and the acting made it a tolerable movie. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hey, well, is Venom DC or Marvel? It's Marvel. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah. I would have yeah. pegged it DC, because that's just what the DC comic people do. Now, if you had to guess what Venom was, this year ranked in 2018 what's your best guess oh i'm gonna guess it's probably higher than it should be i'm gonna guess 27 nope it's 10 yeah oh gosh (laughs) that's crazy that's wait that's higher than star is born uh-huh yeah one higher than a star is born it's higher than ralph breaks the internet it's higher than fantastic beasts it's higher than bohemian rhapsody what kind of world are we living in? Is that, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Is it international? Is, it, is that what's happening? <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be. That's it. That's it. It's international. That's it. Uh, uh, I mean, there were some, there were some kind of fun scenes in it, but. Uh, no. I'm going to say it came out at a time where there was nothing else to watch. So yeah. moviegoers were stuck watching that. And yeah. And. It's weird because he's actually, Venom is actually a villain, mm-hmm. but yet he's the protagonist good guy in the movie, mm-hmm. but he's a villain. So I don't really understand how that plays into Marvel's whole master plan. Right. Me uh, neither. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. It's, it's not good. So, <laughs> Speaking of not good, Todd, is my number four, <laughs> The Nutcracker and the Four Realms, Kill Me Now. Mm-hmm. I added that tagline. Because, um, again, Stephanie and I went to the movies together to see this because we were both pretty excited about it, it, it warmly excited about it. But what, what I think we were expecting was this whimsical Christmas movie, and mm. it's not. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It is yeah. a boring trudge through the four <laughs> realms of places we don't really care about. Wishing there was only two realms. Is that Uh what you were doing? (laughs) I wish there was just a realm and it would have only lasted 20 minutes and that would have been great. But it was bad. It was so bad that it it did the full circle of, oh my gosh, this is so bad. It's going to be good. And it never got good. So we just ended with, it's just bad. It's just bad. I felt sorry for everybody in it. Mm. Um, Kira Knightley had the worst accent that was way up here and she talked like this the whole entire time and oh Todd how did it and I thought man I'll listen to Vanellope all the live long day before this chick she was horrible and it was long and boring and nothing it was it was just not good don't go thinking oh look at this wonderful Christmas flick no go see the Grinch instead because it, we know that's really Christmas. Was it at least visually fun? No. Or? 
No, no which you would even think we've got four realms to play yeah. with. They just zipped right through those realms. I mean, one was the Sugarland land and the wintry snowflake land. Mm-mm. She just mm. whipped through on a sled and we're done getting to the castle that nobody cares about. Lots yeah. of mice in there, too. We don't need any mice. No, thank you. <laughs> I would give it a, a, probably a D. Oh, ooh, okay. Uh-huh. I won't give anything an F because I'm not a, just a terrible right. person, but right. it's against a D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Tell me your last one. Something last that I one did not the, see. <laughs> this is the substitute. Just say substitute. It's just one that I didn't know was coming out, and it's the one Widows with mm-hmm. uh, Viola Davis, and I, I can't remember who all else is in it. Um, it's good. It's a, a heisty kind of uh, – deal there where all these crime guys are all killed and so their surviving widows oh. need to need to get the money that they stole from somebody and it twists and turns and yada 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 so it's kind of a a more dramatic think of think of like an oceans movie mm-hmm. either oceans 11 or oceans 8 or whatever but it's much more dramatic and the stakes are a lot higher of okay. what's going on here uh and so it, it was good. I know a lot of people just love, love, loved it. I thought it was fine. Again, there were some nice little twists and turns in it. Viola Davis's acting is good. All the acting actually is good, but it just didn't. It didn't really grab me like I was expecting it to. Okay. So it, my grade for that was a B plus. So I still gave it a pretty good grade. It okay. passed. Uh, it just wasn't. It didn't live up to what I was expecting, but it was good. Okay. So go go see that before Venom. Is what oh, you're saying? Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> or rent that before Venom. Yeah. Venom but after the rest of the stuff. It's be on like Netflix or something. Right. Venom is not <laughs> worth seeing. It's just <laughs> It's number 65 on Box Office Mojo. So not Widows. bad. Widows is 65. Yeah. Five down from First Man. So. Okay. That, that feels okay. Just because, again, it's one of those that it didn't get a lot of hype. People didn't probably know much about yes. it. Yes, so. and you also have to think too about some of these movies that came out in November, December. They just don't have as many weeks behind them as the others do. Right. But still, mm-hmm. yeah. this day and age of the movies, though, if it's if it's not still hot after three weeks, maybe four weeks, it's off. It's Speaking done. of the one that I did not watch that was on my list, which was Robin Hood. Because mm. I don't even think it's out anymore. And it came out like three weeks ago. Oh. Sad. 13% on that Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, that's so bad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Somebody said um, it makes me sad that Jamie Foxx was in it. Yeah. For his career. And I was like, and ouch. Ter- yeah, for sure him. And Taron, what's his name? The, yeah. The- yeah. I like him. Guy. I want him to have a better, you know, future. <laughs> Terrible, terrible. So I did not see that. But instead, I this was on my list. I saw uh, with Todd last night, Aquaman. Now, what did we say, Todd, when we left the movie theater last night after watching two hours of worth of Aquaman it's not terrible that's right (laughs) it is not bad it's not good but it is not bad which makes me like still better than Venom 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which makes me think, I mean, if you had to grade it, would you do B minus? Exactly what I gave it. Awesome. Yeah. Yes, me too. Now here's why. Uh, Jason Momoa, I just like him. You do not. You don't like his, um, you were saying he. you don't buy him being sarcastic and and right. funny because that's not how he is in Game of Thrones. I don't Correct. watch Game of Thrones. Yes. So I just know him as Aquaman. And other than the every five <laughs> seconds, it was fine with me. I did not expect him. I did watch Justice League talk about a terrible movie. And I did know going in that he was sarcastic and he was funny. But I didn't expect him to be so funny. He just had, he, I mean, the jokes were, the jokes were just there and he yeah. said them and the plot line was there and he did the things. But, th but stuff I was worried about was, oh dear, we're underwater for a lot of this. How is that going to go down? And it wasn't bad. We talked about it. Nope. It, it, it worked. They, they floated in a way that wasn't distracting. Right. You know, it was, it was a normal float. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're floating along, it's just the normal float. The only thing that did distract me a little bit, the main girl, Mara, with just red, Crayola red hair. When she's underwater, it's flowing out behind her like Pocahontas sure. in the wind. And so it's just flowing all around and that did distract me some and then the main like a fish <laughs> exactly right that's exactly right and patrick what's his name what's his name the main john patrick wilson know. patrick wilson sure okay the main <laughs> guy i don't know aquaman's brother patrick wilson i think is his name his hair was slicked back and that felt weird because it didn't move so yeah i was, it was a little distracted by him. It was pulled very tight into that bun, like mm -hmm, I said. Mm-hmm, tight bun. And there were there were a few plot holes, obviously. Like, he starts off as a young boy. It's the Aquaman origin story, if you will. And, mm -hmm. you know, as he grows up, he slowly gets more and more and more and more and more tattoos all over his body. But yet, we don't know why. That was, that was weird to me. No, but whenever he first comes onto the scene... And and fights his way onto the submarine, and he stands up and turns around, looks at the camera, and says, "Permission to come aboard." I was mm. like, "Oh yeah, I'm here for all of this." Oh. And that was the whole entire movie. And I know your favorite part was when the octopus was playing drums. It was, but funny how what? we both saw the permission to come on board scene. And I was like, oh no. Like, I thought it was so cheesy. That's the kind of thing that I, I don't like him delivering that line. And maybe it's the line and not him, but I was like, that's, mm. mm -hmm. but yeah. This yeah. is somebody who was a Jungle Cruise skipper for six months and did stuff just like that. Fair permission enough. to come aboard. <laughs> Everybody move forward in your seats. You're just the first layer. <laughs> help us clean those seats move forward scooch forward yeah all right so that was my last one now as a little teaser for the audience you saw mary poppins returns two days ago if you had to give a if you had to give a little snippet a teaser of should people go or should people not go even if you're not a mary poppins fan what would you say 
this is what I would say. There is a um, review that I read, and I'm just going to read the first line from it. Mm-hmm. It will win over the cynical and charm the faithful. And I think it mm-hmm. it could not be more accurate. Yay! For young it, and old and yeah. people who know Mary Poppins and people who don't. That's I, I think so, yes. Now, yay, keep yay. in mind, I, I have not watched Mary Poppins in... A few decades, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, I think I was in single-digit years, maybe okay. the last time I saw it. Okay. Uh, so, don't don't take my opinion of it that strongly. But what I will say is, I had a smile on my face pretty much mm. through most of the movie. Is it and long? I, mm, I think it's just two hours. Okay. I think it's a standard. Yeah, the parts that I didn't have a smile on my face are parts when you shouldn't have a smile on when your face. you're crying. <laughs> There's, there's some sad moments Great. and there's some tender moments and things like that. But uh, Emily oh. Blunt is fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, before we leave, I want you to tell me and tell the listeners the top three movies of 2018 that you think they should go see without hesitation because they were that good. Okay. Um, just you want to just read them off? Yeah, just read them off. Read them off. A Quiet Place. Oh, right. Scary, Avengers. Scary. Avengers Infinity War, mm-hmm. and Mission Impossible Fallout. You know what? I didn't see A Quiet Place because it's me, even though it had my beloved John Krasinski and Emily Blunt in it. But no, um, Avengers, I would have to agree with that. It's number two, Box Office Mojo, by the way. Quiet okay. Place is 12, which makes me very proud for A Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. Still didn't beat Venom. And then uh, Mission Impossible Fallout is number seven, and it's number seven. And I think it completely deserves to be in the top ten, because the only reason why I went to go see it is whenever you told me when we were last podcasting, you have to go see that. It's one of my top movies of the year. And I thought, whoa, whoa, whoa. That is a bold statement, Todd. I thought it was great. <laughs> it is so good. Tom yeah. Cruise brought it. He brought it. I loved it. I did. He, did, he does that role well. He, he does. does. Well, but in his old age, he still yes. does. Yes. Yes, he does. And I like the Mission Impossible brand. Just It's like James Bond. It's the same thing over and over and over again. I like it. I do. Get up with a spoon. I love That's it. exactly <laughs> right. And I would have... I would have had that in my top three, but I gave that to you because you introduced it to me. Okay, my top three are Black Panther, Mm -hmm. which is number one. Affinity War is slowly creeping up to maybe usurp Mm -hmm. Black Panther, but it hasn't yet. Okay. My set, um, which is number one. Yes. My second is a star is born, of course, which was number yeah. 11. And my third is one that we never really talked about, which was crazy rich Asians. Uh, and I saw that good. it's number 14 of the year. Oh, well-deserved. That's yes, good. I think so too. It's light and airy and fluffy and mm. it's just a good, just like the book, like a fun beach read. So, all right. So you're going to see Welcome to Marwin. And then the next time we podcast, it's going to be what we're looking forward to in spring 2019. I know. And we saw some previews last night. Yes, we are already going to be good. I can't do Dumbo. I can't. I can't oh, do it. I can't wait for Dumbo. Oh, I can't do it. it. It's <laughs>
Oh my gosh, you know Dumbo is going to be so sad. Anyway, thank y'all for listening. I'd love to connect on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Lindsay or on Facebook and Instagram at Lindsay Ray. It would be so nice if you would review the podcast on iTunes with a five-star review, preferably. That helps other people find the show. And don't forget to check out my book, Why I Hate Green Beans, at your favorite retailer. Until we're together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever. Don't you